Hi, I'm Kate. And I'm Ruby. And we are The Duality Project, and you're listening to The Self-Study Podcast. The Duality Project is empowerment from the inside. We seek to live life on purpose so that we can more intentionally and intimately show up in our relationships and our communities. With a healthier perspective on self-development, we offer The Self-Study Program and Self-Study Coaching and this podcast and the my self-study practice journal and workbook which you can find on amazon that support you in bridging the gap between who you want to be and how you actually show up through exploration and awareness you'll discover a deeper understanding of yourself to become happier healthier and more grounded we're so glad you're here to find more of our work check out the dualityproject.com let's start with some gratitude yeah ruby how are you grateful for yourself I'm grateful for myself in the way that I've really taken the time and energy over the years to intentionally learn how to take better care of myself and then, like, actually do those things. Yeah. And I feel really grateful that I've, like, yeah, taken the time and energy to do that, but then also given myself plenty of space for that unfolding. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What mm-hmm. about you? Uh, well, I just took my sweet little dog, Emma, on a walk around the pond. And I'm really grateful for myself for the relationship that she and I have built over the years. I love being with her and I love, like, um, having a pal. And, like, that somebody, she's somebody that, you know, for the past 10 years I've been working on being in relationship with. And I'm grateful that I take that seriously and that I get to enjoy her in that mm-hmm. way mm-hmm. Yeah. through like meeting her needs and my own both at the same time you know mm-hmm. yeah how are you grateful for me Ruby? <laughs> <laughs> um i feel really grateful for your sense of humor and that um in doing our work we get to like have a lot of fun and incorporate a lot of play and also like laugh when things feel ridiculous like you should see the behind the scenes of setting up this video and i'm sure you're like yeah we can tell because look at the video yeah and also if you're listening to this did you know that you can watch most of the podcasts on <laughs> totally. youtube so that's kind of fun if you're wanting more of like an extended version or like a what less are we li- edited what or are like we what like? do we what yeah. are we like what do we look like if you don't know what we look like we're on youtube um also instagram yeah and tiktok yeah <laughs> anyway um yeah i feel grateful for the just like natural sense of like levity that you have mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. what are you grateful yeah. for about me well I was feeling really the same way. We've had like some real giggles. We've had a big morning already. And so it's so nice to like, you know, what I feel grateful for you is that I feel like I can be honest and still go like, and I want to do what we planned on doing. Like, this is how I feel. And also like, I want to do this thing. And um, so like, it's okay that I feel how I feel. Mm -hmm. And it never really seems to bother you, I guess. (laughs) Like, it doesn't impede you from, like, meeting your own needs or going, like, okay, well, I need something else. And mm-hmm. it's like, oh, okay, that's fine. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really special when you can develop and, like, get to a point in a relationship where you Truly. can do that with someone. Yes. Thank goodness. <clears throat> Excuse um, me. Ruby, how are you grateful for our work? 
I'm really grateful that our work includes themes like we're going to talk about today. Wow, same. And that it really, um, yeah, that our work, because it focuses on our human experience, um, it's so relatable to my own life. And so then there doesn't have to be what feels like a separation between my work and my life. And while there's nothing wrong with that kind of compartmentalizing, it like works for a lot of people. I really feel hardwired for that like integrative mm-hmm. piece. Um, and so I feel really grateful that I have pursued and then leaned into work that offers me that kind of, yeah, it, it's kind of seamless, you know? Natural integration. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What about mm-hmm. you? Well, if you were listening, you should know that we're sitting on a bed <laughs> in our jammies. <laughs> and my <So> that. <laughs> and my dog Emma is with us, just passed out behind us. And I feel grateful that I guess it feels like that same kind of like integration. Like I wanna be in my jammies and I wanna do this I wanna do this podcast and I wanna be with Emma and I wanna be in the bed and like all of that is getting to happen, you know, because it's like it feels very much like um like walking the walk instead of only talking the talk. Mm-hmm. You know, and if that mm-hmm. means that I get to walk the walk and be in my jammies and be well rested and have my needs met, like that's damn. Mm-hmm. Yes, please. And that there don't have to be rules. Yeah. I mean, you know, don't get me wrong. One day we're going to have a really great setup. I just, I'm going to have to get, I'm just going to have to take a picture of what the behind <laughs> the scenes looks like here. Um, but, well, that, but that there don't have to be any. Can you take a little video? Oh yeah, for you sure. You know, TikTok needs us to have video. But that there doesn't have to be any rules to like the way that we're set up, you know, <laughs> for our work. Yeah. Um, and that's really something mm-hmm. because it, it, it mimics real life instead of being something that appears to be an ideal of life. And yeah, totally. You know, we don't ever want our work. We don't want you to strive to be us. Like, that's not the point that at totally. all. It's the, so far away from our list of. That's the po- opposite of. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that's not why we're here. Um, but so often, you know, we're all bombarded with images of people and, given mostly pictures or videos that make Mm -hmm. us think that life should be a certain way. Yeah. Anyway, just grateful for the freedom. That homes are always clean, that everything (laughs) is a fucking aesthetic, you know? It's like, that's not not what we're working with right this second, you know? (laughs) Totally. (laughs) Um, Okay, so let's dive right into what we're going to talk about today. Today we're talking about rest. Rest, so appropriate. Yeah, and also like rest in a, and maybe we're going to kind of talk about different ways to think about like Mm -hmm. rest like not just rest as in like sleeping however sleeping being one of the most important things you should be doing for yourself truly i don't yeah we don't say should often or take it lightly but sleep you should should. you should (laughs) sleep every day you should eat every day and you should talk to one person that you like every day Mm -hmm. yeah but we're gonna talk about yeah ways that rest Um, shows up or like definitions of rest that maybe you haven't thought about before and how we can actually do it yeah because truth is 
We're tired. We're tired. Everybody I know is tired, you know? Yeah. And also, like, it makes sense that every day you get tired, you know? Because totally. we need to sleep every day, you know? <laughs> so it's like, it makes sense, like, and, you know, when I think about, like, <laughs> when I think about how do I want to feel, like, um, when I'm on my deathbed? <laughs> tired. Well, and, like, complete. Complete. Totally. You know? Yeah, it makes me think of, like, uh, so it can be easy sometimes to, like, want to uh, avoid like a really big day because I know I'm gonna be tired or whatever but then like the most complete and fulfilled Mm -hmm. I feel at the end of the day is after I've like done the right amount of stuff and like had to put a lot of energy toward it or like it makes me think specifically about manual labor and like Mm -hmm. having like a big long day of like physical exertion Mm -hmm. and that tired at the end of the day or maybe even um like in the summertime you spend all day at the pool in the sun Mm -hmm. and there's a lot of that like exertion and energy spent and then at the end of the day it just feels so good to be tired totally yeah like wow I had a great day today (laughs) and I think that There's a lot to be said for, like, when you've had a great day that also made you, that kind of, like, used you up in a good Mm -hmm, way, mm -hmm. how good you sleep Mm -hmm. that night. Yeah, totally. There's a, I'm guessing it's a Southern saying that says, like, all tuckered out. And I have a friend (laughs) who, who, like, calls them tuckers. And she's like, did you get all your tuckers out? Like, do you have any more tuckers to get out? And, yeah, when you have gotten all your tuckers out at the end of a day oh, good. That it feels. just feels so satisfying yeah oh the satisfying part yeah totally and the sleep is excellent yes okay well before we dive into those things about rest we do have a few housekeeping things as always and if you haven't yet listen to the boundaries episode because we really dive into these housekeeping things in the boundaries episode but we're going to talk about them now too mm-hmm. um first of all a new addition to our I guess it's an offering, but yeah. also just like our business and what we're up to and how you can get involved is the You're Doing Great shop. We have a ton of merch on there for you to go ahead and choose from. There's a lot of, there are a lot of items that say you're doing great, which you are. You are. Uh, there's a design that says working on myself, which you clearly are. Truly. There's an energy budget one. There is. Yeah. Yes. And did you listen to the episode with the energy budget in it? Which one is that? Which one is it? (laughs) Maybe acceptance and awareness? I think so. I think so, too. Yeah. Yeah. Basically, the idea with an energy budget, and this is a great thing to mention in regards to rest, but, like, make yourself an energy budget so that you have a clue about the things that feel good and satisfying and things that, like, fill you up and then also things that drain your energy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Because then once you start to have some, like, awareness for those things, then you make choices accordingly Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and we've kind of got something for everyone in the shop we've got water bottles we've got sweatshirts we've got sweatpants we've got t-shirts we've got journals candles get in there speaking of journals (gasps) speaking of journals (laughs) we have a um a book on amazon which we are still thrilled about and it's called the my self-study practice um journal and workbook and it's a 200 page book that is a full like self-guided self-study practice full of exercises reflection questions self-awareness activities and if you're listening to the podcast which you clearly are and if you have been it's the themes that we cover here that the uh, workbook journal is based on right it's the Mm -hmm. things that make up your self-study practice like presence trust awareness freedom boundaries rest Mm -hmm. yep 
So make sure you get that. And also, you buy two of those at a time. Because you buy one for you and you buy one for somebody else who, like, you want to be in this kind of work with. To be clear, you can buy one, but we recommend buying two. Buying uh, <laughs> um, And then lastly, applications are open for the 2023 self-study cohorts. No, self-study program cohorts. There we go. I knew I was missing a word. There's one for 20-somethings. Yep. There's a cohort for parents. And there's a cohort for therapists, coaches, helping professionals. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and applications are open. Um, the reason that you apply is so that then you can schedule a call with us. Then we can kind of like talk through questions, comments, concerns. Is this the right space for me? And then you can make decisions after that. And the program starts mid-March. Mm-hmm. So go ahead and get signed up, though, because we have something really exciting coming in the new year is our community forum called Heartland. Mm-hmm. And you will go ahead as soon as you apply and get enrolled in the self-study program, you get automatic access to Heartland, which is our subscription-based community forum. Yeah. And it's a great place to, you know, Ruby and I are always going, we do this together as a reminder that we are not alone. And that's why this space exists and why we why, like, might as well go ahead and get in it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And one last thing, leave us a review on mm-hmm. – you can hop into the comments on YouTube, leave us a review on your podcast listening platform, um, tag us in your socials. Mm-hmm. We both have in the links in our Instagram bios there's a link to write a testimonial like a full-on testimonial so especially like if you've been working with us regularly or if you're like wow this is like just this podcast has been really um impactful for me write a testimonial and tell people why Mm -hmm. yeah on instagram and tiktok we are at the duality project Mm -hmm. and our website is thedualityproject.com yep so oh What theme are we on? Like, what number is this? We've got presence, acceptance, trust, courage, freedom, boundaries, rest. rest. Theme seven. And it's like, wow, when I think about, when I think about what it takes to do all of those things. You need rest. (laughs) (laughs) You know, that brings up such a good point. When we were um, putting together the curriculum, which happened quite naturally, like, three years ago, we were just like, wow, we like do this work. Like what makes up this work? Like if we could distill it down, what is it? Mm -hmm. And I just remember like we, we like we're building, building, we got to boundaries and then we were like, we're going to need some rest. It is time to rest. Yeah. Cause it's also like, okay. And then also because of, because of all that, it's like, you know, when you're learning something new, you're learning a bunch of new things. Uh, say you're going to the gym and you're learning a new Weight, weightlifting skill you have to recover from that you have to like fuel your body in a way that you can do the thing and that's what presence awareness trust does that kind of fuels you to know that you can do the thing and then you do the thing and then you have to recover from it mm-hmm. athletes do all sorts of things and i'm not saying we're all athletes that's a ridiculous lie of the fitness industry but like um when you're learning something new at school you have to like let it like digest everything Mm -hmm. new that we do needs time to integrate Mm -hmm. time to digest and you remember um in the 2020 self-study program cohort we got to we got we were doing this really fun thing in the cohort where we we started to go okay let's guess what the next theme is because we hadn't um 
we hadn't told like we hadn't told the participants yet what uh-huh. the themes were like we knew them and we didn't have this kind of platform that we were sharing them on yet so no one knew but they knew they could just like sense it and we had this woman who had been guessing them like consistently every single time and then we like she was really tired after courage <laughs> and then was really tired after boundaries and then she was like i guess it's going to be something like accountability <laughs> And we were like, no, because accountability is built into having a sense of your own self. Like, you keep yourself accountable. It's not like, accountability isn't like an external force. It's like, you keep yourself accountable because once you start to get in touch with who you are, then the only other thing other than accountability that is available is like Mm self-betrayal. So like... Well, you're, yeah, you're already doing the accountability thing yeah. right here. And when, when we said, it's rest, it's rest, she was like, thank God, thank I thought we'd God. missed it. <laughs> so, like, welcome to rest. And if you've really been listening to the podcast and you are, like, getting to the point where you're like, wow, I've done some big things. Yeah. And I love that we're recording this and this episode is going to come out in the wintertime. Yes. Because what a great time for rest. And, like, something to just presence is the way that like our society is so bad at rest Mm -hmm. and down to like our very core you know I know so many people like speaking of athletes or whatever like the the best example that comes to my mind is like I know so many people who have ran marathons which personally is not for me but they train for months run the marathon and then like start training for the next race Mm -hmm. or like just move on and there's like no time to recover and so rest says hold on, we must recover in order to integrate, in order to digest and process, in order to um, distill the learning, Mm -hmm. we have to take a pause. Yeah, totally. (sighs) Um, So the first thing that we do with this theme is like, so before we can dive into like, great, how do you rest and what is rest? First, we have to go like, what are the stories that I've been told about rest? What do I, what do I believe about rest? And like, we've already spoken to one, right? Is that our society believes it's not important or that it's not necessary. Yeah. Okay. And then like, along with that are things that say like, okay, when we think of like, uh, healthism, health, healthism is that is one of these systems that says like, um, you're only good and worthy, like, if you're healthy. And it also says, like, okay, so say you get, it also says that everything that happens that is, like, poor health, quote, air quotes, I'm air quoting on a podcast, (laughs) um, is, like, your fault. Like, somewhere along the lines, you did something wrong, which is why you have this thing wrong with you now. And so what that teaches us is that we're kind of, like, machines. Mm -hmm. And so, like, it, it says adults need six to eight hours of sleep every night plus 30 to 48 minutes of um, cardiovascular activity um, five times a week plus three to five days a week of weight training and food that consists of whatever only vegetables you know and it's like that's actually not at all like everybody needs different things I know some people who feel great on like five hours of sleep at night Mm -hmm. I feel like fucking garbage if I've had five hours of sleep and those people aren't going to convince me that what they're doing is the right thing for me and even the part that's like you could do all of those things and still something truly uh, poor happened with your health hello and it's not your fault yeah totally 
just sometimes this life happens. Mm-hmm. Hello. And so, um, yeah, like Ruby, what are some, what's a narrative that you had to unlearn about? Well, I was telling, I was telling Kate earlier today that I distinctly remember this session with my therapist one time. I can't remember the context, but I remember what she said to me and she was like, well, what if you just like slept in till 10 (gasps) a.m.? And I literally gasped and I was like, what do you mean? I think I like rejected the concept. I was like, no, what? That's absurd. And like, I'm not the kind of person who sleeps in till 10 Mm a.m. Okay, well, what does that mean? Well, the kind of person that sleeps in till 10 a.m. And like what that says about rest Mm -hmm. is that they're lazy. They don't do enough. They aren't productive. They aren't trying. They're not contributing. They're not trying hard enough. Um, they don't get shit done. Mm-hmm. They're unavailable. Yeah. Oh, gasp. Mm-hmm. To be unavailable? Mm-hmm. How dare you? How dare you? How dare you, Ruby? At 10 a.m., though, when the world's turning? Absolutely. How dare? How dare? What are some, uh, When was the that... last time you slept until 10 a.m., Ruby? Well, honestly, at this, at this juncture, I don't, I would have to be so tired. I don't feel, like, super mm-hmm. capable of sleeping in until 10 but I very regularly sleep until I wake up without an alarm, mm-hmm. which wasn't something I was doing. Then. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's so funny because, like, I had a I, – I used to be able to sleep until, like, 11 a.m. I could just, like, really do it. And um, – but now that I, I never set an alarm, I wake up every day about around 8. Mm-hmm. And that seems to be, like, when my body, like – Likes to wake up. Mm-hmm. For me, it feels very contingent on the sun. Like, Truly. when when daylight starts to break, I feel more prepared to wake up. Yeah, totally. Obviously. Yeah, like, I like to have the windows open. I like for the sun to come in, and I like to get up when... Mm-hmm. And also, if I'm if for some reason I didn't go to bed until 3 a.m. that morning, like, I'm sleeping until I'm ready to get up. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Yeah. What are some other beliefs about rest? I think we need to talk about lazy. Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think it's the biggest one. Truly. Right? It's like... To take time to pause and rest, take a nap or a break. Yeah, right. That that makes you, like, lazy. But even, like, what what is lazy? lazy? You know, like, I, as a person, am not lazy. Like, we don't even have to, like, talk about that because it's also, like, what is lazy? Like, what does that even mean? You know, like, where does it come from? Well, and I, I... don't know but i can speculate that it comes from some sort of part of the system that's like if people i don't know if people rest they'll get too comfortable and then like and then they'll never then they'll never participate in the shit they'll like nope they'll learn better and be like wait a minute i don't think i have to be doing all this awful stuff then they'll never participate in like the production of goods Mm -hmm. and if people aren't participating in the protection of goods uh, gross economic what is it what is that called (laughs) gdp yeah the gdp um you know then that will go down we are not economic experts (laughs) and then who will we be as a country so it's like i think it's legitimately like a lie of the system of keeping the country alive Mm -hmm. that says laziness Mm-hmm. is real when mm-hmm. really like it's like when are you tired okay why because you have a body bodies are part of nature you're a human being and your body is tired well and it feels tied to like if you're not working all the time mm-hmm. then you're lazy or you're not doing something productive all the time but like 
you know, the science says, as far as work is concerned, the human brain is capable of three hours of work a day max. Incredible. Of focus. Three hours of focus, of focus. max. Wow. I didn't know that. And the rest, you got to rest. podcast is over. Have a nice day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. You know, look at my sweet Emma in the background. She's just chilling because she's had a big day of running around and doing stuff. And now she's resting. And she's producing love. And another part, yeah, aw. <laughs> Ruby was going to just move right past that. <laughs> another part to it is that while getting all our tuckers out mm-hmm. gives us access to the need and ability to rest, we don't have to do anything to deserve rest. Truly. It's a necessary part of survival. Mm-hmm. And I really feel like... Uh, I felt connected to that when I got so burnt Burn out. out. Yeah. Um, which, of course, was like from doing so much, then the rest was required. But in the moment, the rest wasn't coming from my normal cadence of like do the stuff and then need to rest. Mm-hmm. It was like built up from like yeah. a couple years. And so then it was like, honestly, I had to really like work through and get over this like I, uh, the laziness thing. And especially like it was around the time, um, that I met my husband and I was just like, honestly, I was baffled. I was like, I am doing the least I've ever done Mm -hmm. in my life. I can't possibly even like muster up what I'm used to being Mm -hmm. able to produce. And this person has the audacity to like me, even fall in love with me and want to be with me. And I like, it was just, it was the most burnout. Like I've hadn't ever experienced Mm -hmm. burnout in my life before then. And that kind of rest that in the same way that the effort accumulated to the point of hitting a brick wall, Mm -hmm. the rest then had to accumulate to catch up with that. Yeah, totally. Yeah, I used to have that after like, um, after exams or whatever in Mm -hmm. college or high school, like I would, I would like crash Mm -hmm. and like for that week after exams or like whatever it was, we both did like dance and choir and all that shit, you know, and like after all of that effort... I would get sick. Mm-hmm. I would I would always get sick. And it wasn't like, oh, you have the cold that's going around. It was like, oh, you got the burnout. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so, like, okay. And then, so if we're unpacking the idea of, like, laziness as far as, like, as far, like, it in relation to, like, productivity, um, it's like, if we can reframe the idea of rest as being productive. Mm-hmm. So, like, what if... Okay, and then rest and productivity in relationship to sustainability. Mm-hmm. Like, um, so f- for me and Ruby, for instance, like the burnout that came after running businesses, especially through 2020, and like the exhaustion of the pivot fatigue that came with that. And then it's like, what about if we had been able to rest regularly throughout that? Maybe we would still be able to be doing that work. Mm-hmm. But instead, we hit burnout. So, like, rest is actually wildly productive for us when it comes to sustainability, Mm -hmm. sustaining relationships with people, sustaining, um, like, staying in a job. You know, something that's super expensive for businesses is to always be having to hire new people. Mm -hmm. Like, turnover is literally, like, costing businesses money. But what if people who worked places felt well-rested and energized... In their work environment. 
people would probably stay at their jobs for a longer time and businesses would be able to put more effort and energy into doing whatever their business does instead of hiring new people, teaching them all the skills, and then having to do that just over and over and over again. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So we'd like you to, we're offering the idea that rest is actually productive. Which I understand uh, takes some time to reprogram in your brain. And I still, like, I hear it and I'm like, I be- I'm choosing to believe that, mm-hmm. but it sounds absurd to me. But that's okay. I want to believe it, so I'm just going to, like, choose to believe it. So just know, like, you already know this. Changing your beliefs about something doesn't happen in an instant. So be patient about it and just keep reminding yourself, like, when you are choosing to pause for intentional rest, remind yourself that, like, this is also productive. Yeah. And one way to, like, make that land, like, in your brain and body is to say, like, okay, how is this serving me? And then just, like, make a list for yourself of all the ways that you getting enough rest is actually being of great service to your work, your relationships, your family, yourself. Mm-hmm. And, you know, one thing um, I want to name is that, like, um, uh figuring out how is relation how is rest in relation to whatever your core values are so one thing that's in the my self study practice journal and workbook is this entire practice of going like what are my values because like i will name for me productivity isn't a value and on days where i feel productive in doing something that feels purposeful and that has meaning for me, that is something that gives me energy. So sometimes for me, feeling productive is actually something that fills up my cup. Like if I don't have anything for to do that feels important for like a long time, I don't feel energized. I feel like heavy. I don't, I like, I don't feel good because I'm kind of like, what's the point in me? But be, having things to do and be productive in doing is something that gives me energy. So I'm just saying, like, we're not trying to position productivity as, like, a value. Mm-hmm. Are you following? This mm-hmm. is, is, okay. Yeah, and we'll talk a little bit later, too, about how rest doesn't just mean sleep and it doesn't just mean stop everything. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay, so an exercise for you to do is to write down the stories that you hear in your head when you go to rest. Um, I have this dear friend named Lindy, and she uh, was a really early on member of the gym. And I used to work, we both did, 12 days a week. And one time Lindy told me, like, Kate, you're the boss. And did you know that, like, you don't actually have to be your own shitty boss? And I was like... What? Say what? What? And I think that was the first permission slip that I got to not work on Sundays. I was like, don't open your computer on Sunday. Because something that I was doing to make myself feel like purposeful to give Kate as a person meaning to the world, like to make myself necessary to the world, I guess, was like I was just making up busy work Mm -hmm. all the time. I was just like, this is something to do. And so then I'd do it because I felt like I need to to prove my worth and prove my like 
Emma had a little sneeze. <laughs> um, so I felt like I had to like prove my worth to like the world. And so I was always making up like busy work. Mm-hmm. And so something to do is like, what are the stories that you hear in your head when you go to rest? Um, and then give those stories a place to rest on paper, write them down, mm-hmm. write them somewhere. Um, hell, turn them into a piece of art that you hang on your house that like every time you look at it, hang on your house. <laughs> in your house like and so every time you look at it there's almost a sense of like lol mm-hmm. i don't deserve rest well then what are you gonna do work until you die which would take like f- three days or something like how long, <laughs> you know what i mean like how long can you actually go without resting yeah so some of those things might sound like i don't have enough time yeah. i don't deserve to rest there's too much to be done mm-hmm. um i'm too anxious yeah I'm lazy if I rest, you know, just listen to those things and write them down. Mm -hmm. We talk about this in a lot of our exercises and it just is so effective to write down what is in your head and when you get it out, it loses its power. Yeah, totally. So another great way is like once you've written it down, find someone to say it out loud to so you can hear it coming out of your mouth. And then also like, could you imagine saying that thing to someone else? Right? You don't deserve to rest. You don't deserve to rest. (laughs) Like, and also, if anybody ever says that to you, listen to the last episode. Yeah, go back to the boundaries This is called boundaries. No, thank you. I actually am only in relationship with people who value my humanness, and part of that means resting. Good grief. Let's talk about our nervous system. Okay, so your nervous system is made up of two parts. There's the sympathetic part, and the sympathetic nervous system is the part where, like, During the day, you're, like, out and you're doing stuff and you're kind of, like, you're activated. You're activated, you're alive, you're awake, you're, you got shit going on, you're in a meeting, you're talking to people, you're on. Um, That's all fine and good. Also, that's where anxiety lives. Anxiousness lives up there. Um, And, like, to give anxiousness some credit, there's, like, a energizing nature to anxiousness. Anxiousness drives us to do things. Um, also, um, when it comes to like our fight, flight, or freeze response, that's also where the fight or flight lives. Cause you get anxious up there and then you're like, oh my God, I either have to like face this and fight it or I have to run away from this thing. Um, then, then, so, okay. I guess I, I can't, I was going to try to draw something with my hands in the air, but the <laughs> podcast can't hear that. So then there's the, the parasympathetic nervous system. This is where um, your rest and digest happens. So like, you know how, okay, this happened to us earlier. We were doing some stuff earlier and we were like really on, we were really engaged in like what we were doing. And then once it was over, both of us were like, oh my God, I'm about to pee in my pants. So, and the same thing goes for like, um, you know, like in that exam time. When we'd be, like, really engaged in, like, taking those exams, doing the performances, whatever. And then afterwards, it was like, oh, my God. Your body takes, like, this big exhale. And that's when it says, I need to poo. I need to pee. Oh, my God. I'm hungry. I need to eat something. Um, And also, when we get stuck down there, that's where depression lives. Mm -hmm. That's where the freeze part happens. When we get stuck in feeling like, oh, my God. There's no point in me. And so I should just probably melt into this bed and then into the floor and compost myself. Mm -hmm. Um, So ideally, what we're able to do in life is like uh, fluctuate between those things. 
Mm-hmm. Like, because we should be activated at times, and then other times we should be at home, sitting on the couch, talking to somebody that we love, and having a bubbly water, and eating dinner, and then going to bed. So, both have, both are... Important, yeah. yeah. There's nothing about it that's like, um, okay, so like, maybe you've heard about it, and often it's talked about in that we need to activate the parasympathetic nervous system, and that's true because... Often, most of us are living in the sympathetic, heightened, everything's important. Over aroused, yeah, if you will. overly aroused, and so m- most of us uh, are like kind of stuck there. Which is like it's when it goes into overdrive that the fight, flight, freeze happens, and. And so, like, the emphasis on the parasympathetic is more about restoring balance. And I think sometimes it can be confusing and make us feel like the sympathetic is bad. And it's not. Mm -hmm. They're both equally important for the balance in your body. Mm -hmm. Um, There's also a recent additional response. And Ruby and I were talking about this earlier. I'm not clear on whether it's a nervous system response, but there is... An additional response that's been called fawn. And fawn is basically like when we, um, and this is like a, this is like a culture thing. So we were, when we respond like by people pleasing and something, so something that's like really prevalent is like, oh, I'm a people pleaser and this is bad because I don't even know who I am and I don't know what I want and I only do things on behalf of other people. And what I will say is that like people pleasing in itself is not bad. It's not bad to go like, I know how to make this other person happy and I can do this for them. And when when doing that regularly is detrimental to yourself, that's obviously when that becomes a bad thing. And I, yeah, and I want to say that like fight, flight, freeze, and fawn are all natural reactions to a threat. Totally. They and, are part of our survival And mechanism. so it's not... It's not like, okay, so it's not coming from all I do is please people all the time. It's come, right, like the reaction to want to people please in in this instance is coming from the avoidance of conflict in order to survive. I'm putting survive in quotes because we all know that a verbal conflict is not going to be a life or death situation most and of the time. if you grew up with it being, like, if you say anything, then somebody explodes to you, that is how your body thinks that it is. And it's that's like, how I you've learned it. Yeah, that's how yeah. you've learned it. Um, And so those are all responses that happen. I guess what I'm trying to say is that, like, your brain and body, your nervous system is responding and heightening its response to something that may, yeah, maybe it learned through direct conditioning. Um, most of us, yes, because of the way our society's set up or whatever trauma you've been through. But then, like, it's being used as a default response in times when it isn't necessary. Mm-hmm. And so, like, we get stuck in those patterns at times when there is no threat. Totally. Which is why... Ruby and I like to say that like your self-study practice is a practice of reparenting yourself because maybe when you were a child, maybe that was a necessary response 
And maybe now that you're an adult, maybe it's not so much. However, your body hasn't learned that it's not serving you now. So there, there is like a, there's an unlearning process of unlearning the stories about you that you learned about rest, unlearning the, the ways in which you've always bent over backwards to please other people while also, um, losing yourself every single time. And it, it creates, you know, like your self-study practice creates room for you to reflect Mm -hmm. when things happen to be like, okay, I shifted into fawning in that scenario was it necessary for my survival? Yes or no. And if no, then like, okay, so then what do I want to do differently next time in order to break this pattern? Mm-hmm. Because it's un- it doesn't feel good for my nervous system to get way out of whack over nothing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's like, um, it's like, it's called the window of tolerance. It's like, so for some of us, there's like these big spikes and that's when we're hitting in- total anxiety, hitting depression, hitting fight, flight, or freeze, fawning. Um, those are like spikes, but what we're hoping to do is make it so that, uh, when we're in our sympathetic nervous system, that we know how to care for ourselves throughout the day. We're taking care of ourselves. We're drinking water. We're sitting down and going like, (sighs) you know, (laughs) to kind of like help, um, increase our tolerance because, Life happens. Life like, is hard. Your self-study it happens. practice is not a practice of controlling the world around you. It's it's a practice of being in response instead of being in reaction to the world around you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, your self-study practice is not a way to fix life mm-hmm. or to not have hard, big feelings yeah. or to not have Conflict. hard, big things. Yeah, totally. Um. Yeah, rest is like, rest is part of trust. And one of our themes, you know, in the very beginning is trust. And so like, because because one of the needs that you have is rest. And so when you're actively practicing rest, you're intentionally practicing meeting a need of your body. And so that helps you go, well, wow, I can actually meet, I can actually meet my needs. Look at me meeting my needs. Mm-hmm. 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 And then part of our part of meeting your needs is also an avenue towards progress. Cause like, can you imagine what's possible when your baseline needs are met as a person and you're consistently equipped for whatever comes up? Yeah. 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 Um, yeah. Rest gives us, ac- rest gives us access to like critically think through things to critic, like to, Rest gives us access to making choices. Mm-hmm. Oh, and- my gosh. Well, think about a moment when you've been tired yes. and then tried to make a choice or tried to be nice to anyone Impossible. or tried to think logically. Listen, I get tired and then all of a sudden my whole world crumbles in my, you know, like inside of me. I'm just like, nothing's right. Everything's wrong. I'm never going to. And then, you know, you go to sleep and you wake up the next day and you're like, wow, life is great again. <laughs> Nothing bad ever happened. You know, like, that didn't happen. Yeah, totally. Like, that really kind of wasn't real. And something to know is, like, when your brain makes up stuff like that, when you go into that place in your brain, right, your body responds to that because your body and your brain are in relationship with Mm. each other. And so if if your brain starts um, catastrophizing like that, you have a physical 
response to that. Yeah, down to a hormonal level, right? Like cortisol is released. Like so many things are happening. I won't even try to explain what all those are. But yeah, like your brain is the control center for your body. And so your brain says something or has a thought. And then it's like literally the body follows. Yeah. It's how emotions work. Something happens and then you have emotions in relation to that and that's all of the systems in your body like none of the systems in your body are like checked out just because technically it's not true your body doesn't know that no it just doesn't know it just just does what it does all of the systems are participatory every single time Mm -hmm. um so an important part about rest that we've already mentioned is this where you're at yeah is is the concept of preparing and then recovering mm-hmm. even from your rest <laughs> and also like how rest is not only part of recovery it's also part of preparation mm-hmm. and so anytime anything happens we need to do both and as a fitness instructor myself i do think of a lot of things in relation to fitness but also, like, anything that's practiced is this. You have to warm up. You have to prepare. You have to learn how to do it. You mm-hmm. got to, hopefully, maybe you get to have a teacher or something who shows shows you some tri- tips and tricks. We're your self-study coaches. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> we are here to help. That's what our job is. Um, and then you practice, and you practice, and you practice, and you practice, and then you rest, and you have these, like, recovery things, even for your practice, and know, knowing that, like, your practice is even, like, different from your performance, different from how the energy feels mm-hmm. for you. So, like, um, you know. Well, in that different phases of training for whatever you're practicing for require different levels of output and recovery and also flex you know like being flexible Mm -hmm. with like what that looks like and um taking care of each and every part of yourself Mm -hmm. yeah so um ruby when you feel rested how do you know that how do you know when you feel rested Rest, I know that I feel rested when, okay, this this is very vague and I'll get more specific, but honestly, it's like when I feel like myself. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I think like key indicators to that are like, I feel energized. I feel literally awake. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a clarity that's present. Like I feel like I can be present. And yeah. that's, like, part of the clarity is that I feel like I can really, like, be present um, and, like, notice things. Yeah. Um, I'm happier. Mm-hmm. Like, when I am rested, I am just happier. Mm-hmm. Um, and it and it's totally, like, not contingent on, like, what's going on in my life. There could be, like, tough stuff going on. But if I'm rested, I'm happier. Mm-hmm. Yeah, totally. <laughs> um, hmm. I know that I'm rested when, honestly, when I'm, like, nice (laughs) to, like, myself and the people around me. Like, when I'm not rested, I'm, like, can be very irritable. And so, like, um, that kind of, like, clear space, like, without resistance to what happens is an indicator of rest. Yeah. Yeah, and I wonder, too, like, um, what's your relationship like to 
anxiousness or anxiety or focus when I'm rested yeah yeah I can focus more when I'm rested for sure and like my attention can stay with something like that presence is sustainable yeah um hmm rest sometimes can correlate to like levels of like anxiousness um and sometimes not what do you mean um so I just I feel like anxiousness is definitely correlated with rest, but it's also feels correlated to like my hormones. Um, mm-hmm. So there are some just like times of the month that I feel like anxiousness is a little more present and I could sleep, 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 but still there's like a um, like a buzzing in my headspace mm-hmm. that uh, rest doesn't necessarily like fix but definitely but absolutely helps does Mm -hmm. that make sense yeah yeah I was thinking more like um yeah like I notice when when I feel rested um I I'm like able to have a more reasonable conversation with the anxiousness instead of the anxiousness being the loudest oh yeah that makes sense yeah yeah what else what does it feel yeah what about you all of those things resonate for me um I think I'm kind of like a um like, at baseline, I kind of think I'm an excited person. I like... I'm excited about things. I like for... I, I like to be excited. Um, and... Um, and I'm able to access that in an authentic way. Mm-hmm. I feel, like, actually excited and not in a way where I need everybody else to feel excited or, like, I'm trying to get everybody else to feel excited. I just feel, like, excitable is a way that I get to feel when I feel rested. And that feels nice. I'm really thinking about when Kate woke up this morning. <laughs> I was too. <laughs> she I came out of her great. room and she was like, hello, good morning. I slept great. Thanks for asking. <laughs> and also, and also something that I will say is that, um, like a lot of my experience, I think I'm somebody who needs a lot of sleep, like literal sleep. And it takes me a long time to wind down. So like, I like to be in my room for like 12 hours at a time. And like a lot, I I feel like that's generally been disrespected by people. Like Mm -hmm. people are like, just wake her up. It's not a big deal. And I'm like, why is it not a big deal? I'm fucking asleep. That is rude as hell. Um, And so I don't, I don't think of myself as like a morning person, but normally because it's because I've been woken up. And then, like, kind of forced to engage with people. And I'm, like, still asleep. Yeah. And which is probably why I'm not a morning person. But, like, when I have had a great night's sleep, I'm ready to get up and engage with the world. Mm-hmm. That's what rested feels like to yeah. me. Yeah, I'm ready to engage. Ready. Yeah. Ready, ready. is a great word yeah, for it. Yeah, totally. Mm-hmm. <laughs> totally. Um, okay. How do you... Let's talk about sleep specifically. How do you prepare? Mm-hmm. How do you prepare? How mm-hmm. do you prepare for your sleep? Let's start yeah. there. Okay, well, honestly, when did I really start preparing for sleep? Um, okay, so this has been like a long, this has been a, like a long journey of like specifically preparing myself for sleep. But like I used to, like because I was just working all the time. So I'd just be working and my brain would be activated. And then I'd be like, wow, it's midnight. It's time to go to sleep. And then obviously wouldn't be able to fall asleep because my brain was just like still in activity mode. And so what I've learned that's important for me is to do 
is to do like bedtime routine things. And I will say I'm not strict about my bedtime routines. They include, I I mean, I've always brushed my teeth, but like they, <laughs> <laughs> they include like washing my face with, and I have a three-step process. I like my little process. My skin feels good when I can like remind myself like, hey, you're going to feel better when you wake up if you do this now. And that also it's kind of nice to like, it's nice to go into the bathroom and sometimes I like to listen to music and like it feels like it, it is an act of self-care. It feels like caring mm-hmm. for myself. I feel cared for like I had time to give a damn is what it feels like. So I do my little, I brush my teeth, I wash my face. Do my skincare. I do my little skincare routine and it's like, it's not a big deal. I don't, you know, like I don't have a million different fucking tools and I don't it and I don't do the skincare routine in order to never get a wrinkle. I do the skincare routine to feel good when I'm asleep. You know? Um so that's part of my like ritual of doing Yeah, I put some lotion on. I put some on my face. Mm-hmm. I look at myself in the mirror mm-hmm. and I say nice things to myself. <laughs> You know, to set my headspace up for going mm-hmm. to sleep. Um, so and and also sometimes if I'm like I really don't want to wash my face, I just don't. But I will say like when I, especially if I'm feeling like I'm in a space of feeling like depression, those rituals go away. I'll scroll on my phone forever. I can't go to sleep. I get shitty sleep. Um. Also, for me, something that I've really noticed is that there's one night a month in my cycle where I have insomnia. I'm awake until 3.30 in the morning, no matter what I've done. And I don't necessarily feel bad, but, or, or by bad, I meant, I don't necessarily feel like depressed every time, but there is generally one night a week and it's in specific relation to my cycle that I have. Oh yeah, a month. (laughs) God, I wouldn't make it if I was having to stay up until 3.30 one night a week. But, yeah, there's one night a month where I have that insomnia in a way that um, I'm getting better at – my cycle is a little bit irregular, but I'm getting better at knowing I'm having that. It's due to my cycle. I need to adjust the day tomorrow, and that's just what it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. How do you, how, can I ask then, okay, how do you recover from your sleep? What are your wake up routines? (laughs) Okay, something that I really never do, I can't get up and look at my computer first thing or look at my phone first thing. My eyeballs are like, stop it. I'll get an immediate headache. And it kind of going straight into, especially if I go straight into like social media in the morning, I feel anxiousness that day Mm -hmm. it turned it turns my sympathetic nervous system on because it is immediate reminder that I am not doing enough you know so like starting my day that way sets my day up like Mm -hmm. that um I also drink a big glass of water when I first wake up um I also only like to eat one thing for breakfast and it is eggs and toast some kind of variation of that but (laughs) definitely the eggs but I can do tacos (laughs) (laughs) You know, or, like, multiple different kinds of toast. I like multiple different kinds of toast. But, like, yeah, I want eggs for breakfast every single day. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. How do you prepare yourself for sleep? Okay, so I feel like I have become more attuned to how what I do 
three, four hours before sleep affects mm-hmm. my sleep. And I will also say that I, th- like, I do think my attunement is heightened. And I also think that it is changing as I get older. Me too. Yes. Um, so, like, for example, I like to have, like, a drink every now and then. Like a beer or something. But if I have it too close to bed, and I'm saying, like, I have, like, one at a time. Like, if I'm having a drink, it's just one. Um, If I have it too close to bed or if it's... Honestly, often if I just have one, it doesn't even matter. (laughs) If it's within the five-hour window before bed, I, like, don't sleep as well. Um, Same thing with... Right now, my husband and I are watching Game of Thrones. I'm really enjoying it. I really like doing that as, like, a wintertime activity. And... Um, I have weird dreams and so sometimes don't feel like my sleep is as restful and so I just have to be mindful of because like some nights I like that as a wind down routine but it does affect like my sleep specifically and so like having discernment of like how many nights a week that's okay and not or what I have going on or whatever um I have to go to bed moisturized mm-hmm. so I'm in Colorado, so that means a lot of moisturizing. So lotion. Moving to Colorado helped me um, uh, solidify the necessity of my nighttime routine. Like before I moved out here, I could get away with not doing it. But once I got out here, Mm -hmm. it was like, you're going to be a dried up, dusty. Prune. And it feels (laughs) bad. It feels bad. Yeah. 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 I've always been, like, really into my skincare and stuff. And so, yeah, that feels really important. I have, like, uh, an extra moisturizing lotion that I put on. I have, I use rosehip oil. Sometimes I use some sort of, like, serum and or retinol underneath. So there's, like, a three, four, five-step process to my nighttime get-ready routine. Also, I recently got a facial steamer. Mm-hmm. And so I really love doing that once a week mm-hmm. um, or a couple times a week, like near bedtime. And that is just nice. And you have, you know, you have to close your eyes mm-hmm. and that's really great. Um, my phone goes on to do not disturb mm-hmm. from 10 p.m. to 8 or 9 a.m. like automatically. Um, but then also like I usually just like. I'm not on my phone in the evenings mm-hmm. very much. Yeah, um, that makes me feel bad. Mm-hmm. That gives me bad dreams. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I like to plug my phone up outside of my room. Mm-hmm. Like, the first week of me doing that, like, was like, oh, my God, oh, no. Where's my phone? How on earth could I, could I know if what if someone needs me? And then I was like, I'm sleeping. I'm tired of people needing mm-hmm. me when I'm sleeping. Mm-hmm. So, like, yeah, my phone lives outside of my room mm-hmm. at night now, and that's that feels good. Mm-hmm. Um, and then something else that I really like that helps prepare for sleep is that we have these smart light bulbs. Mm -hmm. And so when we get in bed, we put it on sleep time and it goes to like a really dim purple and it is on a 20 minute timer at that point and then it cuts off on its own. And so that kind of like tapering the lighting Mm -hmm. and then not having to adjust to turn it off Mm -hmm. is very helpful totally Mm -hmm. ruby and jake love love their smart items jake is a techie guy and has really brought in this smart items into the home and they're fun they are fun but sometimes what what we're having a really good time doing right now is every time um somebody coughs alexa is like 
um, don't forget to drink your water. And we're all like, shut up, Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay, so how do you, um, how do you come into the day? Mm-hmm. What is, what is supportive in recovering from your sleep? Yes. Well, this is so fun because, you know, I mentioned like how my therapist said, like, what if you slept till 10? And mm-hmm. I'm just like, I couldn't possibly, I'm like the first one to get up. But like what I've learned in being in relationship with my husband is that like, I've always been the one to get up because I've only, I've always been the only reliable one to get up. Mm-hmm. Um, like growing up, that wasn't the case. Like my mom is very reliable, but then it was kind of like I got to because she needs me to and she wants me to and whatever. And so then as an adult, I'm, I have always been the friend, the partner, whatever, who gets up. But Jake will get up, and so I don't have to. And so my mornings get to be like he gets up, and I lay there for like another 30 minutes, and listen, this is just ridiculous. And he he goes and like starts to make the coffee. He like grinds the coffee beans. He brings them in and lets me smell them from bed. <laughs> Girl. Girl. Listen, my the- experience with Jake and Ruby <laughs> has been – because something that I've always told all my therapists, even friends, they're like, well, Kate, like, what do you want in a partnership? And I'm I'm like, I can say all the things that I want in a partnership. The problem is me believing that those things can be true. Not now that I know Jake Listen, and Ruby as same. a couple. Because it's like, even when I'm here, like when y'all lived in your last place, I would sleep on the couch and Jake would tiptoe the morning like not make a peep and then it was like he had a sense for when my eyes started to open and he'd come out with like a cup of coffee and be like Kate would you like a cup of coffee and I was just like yes yes. (laughs) you know like that is actively somebody caring for how my day begins I have to rewind also because the first thing that happens when I open my eyes for the first time, well, okay. He kisses you on the forehead. No, I have to rewind even more. <laughs> the smart lights come on. Oh, yeah. First. So we don't the wake sunrise. up to sound first. Uh-huh. And that's excellent. That's like a pro tip. And then also a pro tip is if you can find somebody that the first, the moment you open your eyes, they're smiling at you. And this is a, <laughs> like, not that we're necessarily talking about a relationship, but we are talking about Jake. Um, this is innate to Jake. Like, it's not like Ruby has said, Jake, I need you to do the things this. that no. I need. This is, like, you You have ways that you care for people, and other people have ways mm-hmm. for the, that they care for people. And, like, pay attention to mm-hmm. how people care for people. Because mm-hmm. if they're not caring for people, then they're not going to care for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So it just feels really nice, like... My first experience into the day is that I feel met and welcomed. That Jake is just like smiling at yeah. her. Yeah, <laughs> he's just like, "Hey, morning, good morning." Yeah, and then he brings me the coffee grounds, and then um, I drink a glass of water. Mm-hmm. We sit and have coffee. Um, when it's light out already, we get to see the mountains while we do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and we talk about our feelings and needs for the day and what we want out mm-hmm. of the day. And that feels really important. And then mm-hmm. Jake has also taught me to make bre- to eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. And so we always eat breakfast. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And those are like the, the key pieces. Um, what's something that feels like rest or like something that you recognize that fills your cup up that is not sleep? Mm-hmm. This is really important because yeah. I think, you know, like we get a lot of rest, like Kate was saying earlier, from doing. Mm-hmm. Exercise me for me is just like I... I'm, like, even surprised by the amount of 
activity that I need in order to feel complete. Mm-hmm. Um, so exercise is a really important part of that. Mm-hmm. And also when I say exercise, sometimes that's like literally jumping up and down. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, vocal release, mm-hmm. that kind of like audiation feels like rest to me to be able to be like, <sighs> yeah, or whatever. Because it kind of gets something out. It does get yeah. something out for sure. Um, and then I've really let myself in the last year, like, lean into any hobby I want to try, a little, like, arts and crafts projects specifically. Mm -hmm. And when I do those things, that feels like rest. Mm -hmm. And when I feel like it, reading a book is something that can feel like rest Mm -hmm. specifically. So all these things, yeah, like, filling my cup. Um, connecting with friends can feel like rest. Um... Mm-hmm. When it comes to those, like, output things that fill my cup that feel like rest, it is kind of like a the right amount feels like rest. You Truly. know what I mean? Yeah. For sure. What about you? Um, I really resonate with what you're saying about um, getting stuff out. Like, um, when I can really get clear about something via journaling about it, writing it down, that really helps me. Because I feel like then I don't have to, like, hold on to it. Um, Yeah. Oh, the uh, sun has a lot to do with feeling rested. Mm. Or, like, like, and it's funny because it's, like, when I feel rested, then I also feel energized. Mm -hmm. And so it's, like, there's ways in which the sun helps me feel energized. But then also, like, if I'm just – but too much sun does the opposite. Mm -hmm. You know, then that makes me feel tired. Mm -hmm. Um, So there is, like – I think what Ruby's saying, there's that fine fine line between what feels like rest or what feels like something that's filling you up. Like even having a conversation with a friend, I love that. And if the conversation goes on for like way too long, then I feel exhausted. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Yeah. An important thing to note here is the way that everybody's threshold for these things is going to be different. So Mm -hmm. no judgment on how someone spends their time to to feel full. Yeah, totally. Yeah, but connecting with people, doing work that I like. I like to spend time by myself. I really like to take, when I can take Emma out, uh, my dog, the joy that comes from her getting to be outside, no matter the weather, it feels like that feels so good to me to Mm -hmm. know that I've just been a process or been a part in like her experiencing joy. Mm -hmm. Um, I feel the same way about being with my niece, like doing something that like brings her joy, Mm -hmm. um, fills me up. Even though sometimes it can be exhausting all at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. How do you prioritize or make time for these things that feel like rest? Um, that's funny to consider like prioritizing them because at this point they feel like needs. And I'm at the point for myself where when I realize that I have a need, that just feels like necessary And so I also really um, have so much autonomy over my life. You know, Ruby and I are employed by ourselves. Our work revolves around ourselves. Um, We get to make our own schedules. You know, so there's not a lot in my life where somebody else is telling me that I have to do something. And so what I'm responsible for is me. Mm -hmm. And so I guess it's funny to think about how do I prioritize them because... They show up for me as I know they show up for me as a need. And then 
I do what's necessary to meet the need. Mm-hmm. Do you feel like you have to make time for intentional time for it? It depends on what it is. Yeah. Um, so, for example, my bedtime routine with skincare is so second nature. Like, yeah, that's a need. I don't ever skip it. I do not go to bed with makeup on my face or, like, without washing my face. Mm-hmm. Um, but things like making time for creativity for the sake of creativity, I still feel like I'm learning the self, the boundaries with myself necessary in order for me to get to do those things. And when I do get to do those things, I know that, like, I feel more complete as a person. I feel fuller. I feel excited um yeah like movement or exercise that feels very much like the skincare right like Mm -hmm. I've been doing that my whole life I don't have to think about I mean sometimes it's hard to like uh get to the gym or on my mat Mm -hmm. or like whatever sometimes it's hard but but I've done it so much that it's like there is no I don't have excuses with myself I guess is like one way Mm -hmm. of thinking about it whereas like creativity for the sake of creativity um I can really come up with lots of excuses and for me that goes back to beliefs about Mm -hmm. um like what's worth spending my time on and like what is contributing or like being Mm -hmm. productive um and like doing something for myself by myself for the sake of my own curiosity and desire Mm -hmm. um is still something that I'm learning to integrate into honestly like the category of like respect for myself like Mm -hmm. respecting that that is something that I need and that is important even if even if nothing right like even if it literally lives in that like one hour block of time and no one ever sees anything from it there's like no money to be made off of it Mm -hmm. that's a big one for me Mm -hmm. um it doesn't like necessarily directly benefit Mm -hmm. in quotes like the people around me um yeah, so that feels like something that I, I have to, like, work on and mm-hmm. be mindful of. And making time for it means, like, honestly, I'm one of those people who, like, I like to have a calendar. And then I just, like, sometimes, though, I just move blocks around on the Google mm-hmm. Calendar, right? And so eventually, if I do that long enough, um, my habit is I will either delete it or, like, do it. Mm-hmm. And, like, my creativity is something important enough that eventually I will do it. <laughs> yeah, and then also it's, like, when you have to uh, be confronted with, like, I just deleted that thing off my calendar that I really want to do. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh, shoot. Then I better just do it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Um, how do you prepare to do something hard? I do a lot of talking. I think, feel like my biggest I, – I process really well – verbally and so like if I have something hard that I need to do I'm gonna like talk it through with my people and like um so I can like really wrap my head around it and feel processed into it and so that also helps like build the courage and resilience for doing the thing um yeah and then like baseline needs you know like it just feels important that I'm like doing the things that meet my baseline needs so that like whatever instability like short-term instability that comes from doing the hard thing um is at least sustained by those foundational self-care things Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. 
What about you? To prepare for hard things. Um, I like to, lol, feel prepared. <laughs> you know, like I think of, um, uh, like if I have to say something hard, what it feels like to get prepared is to know what I need to say. So that means for me, like processing, that means a lot of journaling for me. Um, like if it's some kind of performance, I like to know, I like to go into the space beforehand. What are we doing when it's my turn to perform? Mm. Um, you know, like if it's teaching a fitness class, I need to already have the music in the class prepared. Um, as far as like recovery goes though, that's when I need to do the verbal processing. I kind of do the preparation stuff feels like my own, but it's, for me, it's afterwards when all the stories come swirling up that said, well, did you do it right? Or was it too much or not enough? Or should there have been more of this or less of this? And that's when, um, that's normally when I need to process out loud with other people who can, who can remind me like, Hey, even if you did make a mistake, we love you. Hey, even if it did not land how you were hoping it would, that's all right. Mm -hmm. You know, like, so I need that. That for me feels like the recovery part that I need. Mm-hmm. That verbal processing with people who love me. Mm-hmm. 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 Who have my best interests yeah. in mind. Not just like anybody. Because a lot of times when you process with just anybody, they're going to f- confirm your greatest fears. Because they have them <laughs> themselves and they're going to be like, yeah, I'd be worried about that too. And yeah. you're like, what? Yeah. You would? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's funny. When I think about recovering from a hard thing, my first thought is I want to be alone on a beach. Like, oh, that's so funny. I We have the opposite. I need, <laughs> like, I, I want to, like, like, I want some, like, alone time, and I want to be able to do some, some sort of, like, uh, like, I feel like a way that I like to celebrate is by doing some sort of, like, special care. So, whether that's, like, book a massage, or, like, go on a trip, or, um, yeah, like, do something a little, like, luxury for myself. Yeah. Yeah, I think it takes me some time to be able to get to that place first. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, so here are some exercises for you. Um, start figuring out what rituals are important mm. for you. What is necessary? Well, you already know the very first exercise. First, put down your stories about rest onto paper. <laughs> first, do that. Then start to kind of like imagine some rituals. Like what... What would feel good before you go to bed? And maybe that is taking a journal. You can get a notebook from the You're Doing Great shop on the dualityproject.com and start just maybe like taking some notes about like, this is what I did before I went to bed and this is how it felt. And this is so, okay, so some, a way that you can combine those two first exercises is like notice uh, what comes up around what should be your rituals, like what the internet's telling you or what you've picked Mm -hmm. up from hashtag self-care or like whatever and then and then like get those out and set them aside Mm -hmm. and then ask for yourself okay this is what my life looks like right now this is where I live this is who I live with this is whatever's going on so then like what what would feel good and meet me where I'm at as a ritual for preparing for sleep Mm yeah um and f- to prepare yourself for sleep and to prepare your body and, like, yourself for, like, what's coming next. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Just, like, to whatever prepare that yourself. Yeah, yeah, whatever that is. And then also consider um, 
the rituals that you have on the other side of that, the rituals of waking up, the rituals mm-hmm. of coming into the world, the the rituals of, um, you know, I don't know. I, in the middle of the day, I need, like, yeah. 30 minutes of downtime, kind of. You can ritualize anything. And, like, mm-hmm. ritual actually is a great practice a great way of practicing rest because it gives the nervous system consistency, predictability, and a place to land. Mm -hmm. And so like, yeah, whatever kind of rituals you can create in and around your life um, automatically curates a container for Mm -hmm. rest. Yeah. And it's like, just like, y'all, we are all just like children. We are (laughs) all just like, you know, it, it, so okay, when you're when you're getting a toddler ready to go to school, you are talking to them about the, the toddlers. I don't know, they're not going to school. They're going to wherever they're going. You're you guys are going to the park. You wake up and you start going like, great. Here's what we're gonna do today. We're gonna have some breakfast, and then we're gonna after we have some breakfast, we're gonna go into your room. We're gonna change your diaper. We're gonna get your clothes on. We're gonna put your boots on. We're gonna put your jacket on. We're gonna put your hat on. We're gonna wear gloves today, and then you and me are gonna go to the park. Like you're, you're preparing, well, you're preparing and you're talking to them about that. So then when those things start happening, they're not surprised. They're like on board, you know, or if in the beginning you start to mention, Hey, we're going to do these things. And then if they have some kind of tantrum, then maybe it's like, Oh, maybe the park is not what this baby needs today. Maybe we actually need something else. And so it's a, it's a, it's an art of being in relationship development with yourself, mm-hmm. being in conversation with yourself of like this is what we're doing (laughs) yeah i'm imagining you know being like okay so we're gonna do this and this and then we're going to work you know for eight hours on this specific project and then Mm -hmm. i'm imagining like an internal tantrum and then being like okay maybe i don't need to work on that project today maybe i'll wait on that one but we will do this like more creative thing or this more structured thing and then like listening for the response within yourself about like how is this going to fill me up Mm -hmm. um is now the appropriate time for Mm -hmm. it. You know, timing is so important when it comes to the where and how we place our energy. Yeah, totally. And even, and even on those days where it's like, you've got to do something that, you know, sometimes you got to do shit you just really don't want to do. And so it's like, okay, I got to do this eight hour project today and I have to get it done today because otherwise X, Y, Z, it's like, okay, Okay, great. So then you have your internal tantrum. Great. How do I prepare myself to do this thing that I don't want to do? I can it's drink like, plenty of water throughout the day. I, I can, can make make these little baby breaks. Like we can do, hey, don't worry. We don't have to do all eight hours at once. We can do it. I can watch a show that I like after, you yeah. know, like figuring out. I can out. go. We, don't forget we have that trip coming up. You know, yeah. you planned for this. So like all we got to do is like get it done and then we do the thing, you know? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. so create the rituals in your life and start that with just like a journaling you know like Mm -hmm. what would it look like and then try implementing one you know like Mm -hmm. first of all recognize the rituals that already exist because you probably have some in your life and then if you take the care to honor them a little more they might feel even more like rest Mm -hmm. but then from like the brainstorming choose one try it on see if you like it try it for a week if it doesn't stick you're probably just like not ready to be doing that. It may not be what's resonant for you. Yeah. And also doing something new takes effort and energy and intention. Mm -hmm. So like if you're like, if you notice like, wow, it really actually does make me sleep better when I wash my face and moisturize before I go to bed. 
put a sticky note on your thing, on your mirror in your bathroom that says, hey, friend, don't forget, you'll feel better if you just do this. Mm-hmm. And then you'll just start doing it. And then you'll start just feeling better. <laughs> and then you'll start just doing it continuously. And then that post-it note will fall off and you won't need it anymore because you'll just do it. Totally. <laughs> yeah. And then consider what do you need in order to rest? Mm-hmm. And along with that, how do you create comfort in your life? And how, if you're in par- partnership with somebody else, being a roommate, a partner, a spouse like whatever how are they part of that Mm -hmm. you know because when you are sharing space with somebody the other people in your space impact that um like a ritual that I have with my roommate in Nashville that feels so comforting and warm and loving is we smoke weed together and we do that and then we go and we do our nighttime routine and then we sleep and that feels so good and it's something that we do together um, and that togetherness is part of what feels really good to me. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Start noticing, uh, along with like the, how do you create comfort in your life? Start noticing what is pleasing and like, what is the role of pleasure mm-hmm. in your life? Because ritual, especially when combined with pleasure. Wow. Oh my gosh. That feels like rest. Wow. It really does. Okay, what are your stories about pleasure? Why are you not allowed to have it? Go ahead and write those down since you're doing it. I know, right? Anyway, (laughs) yeah, totally. Um, Consider also, what does comfort give you access to? What does pleasure give you access to? What does pleasure give you access to? Yeah. I know, I'm feeling like, you know, we, we probably need a whole episode on pleasure. Truly. Honestly. Mm hmm. Because pleasure shifts things. Mm-hmm. And it is and it is like, it's not one of the core nine themes because it weaves in and out of all the mm-hmm. themes. Totally. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Express yourself with confidence and compassion. The self-study program gives you the skills and techniques to explore your feelings, identify your needs, set boundaries, and communicate clearly and compassionately so that who you want to be aligns with how you show up. Dig deeper and get to the root. The self-study program offers a container for inquiry and self-discovery. It's a place for you to land. When you give yourself a framework for accountability, you open yourself to the possibilities that are awaiting you. Lean into support and care. The self-study program is a group coaching curriculum that fosters autonomy, yes and thinking, and meaningful connection. We do it together as a reminder that we are not alone. May you be happy. May you be healthy. May you be safe. May you be free. May you be well-rested. May you be (laughs) well-rested. Yes. Until next time. Until next time. Bye.